0: Again, that's (laughs) ebaymotors.com.
1: Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your ROH post show and maybe a fashion show. No. Wedges, sneakers?
2: Absolutely not.
1: Mm, I think if we get enough super (laughs) chats, Reg got some kicks delivered right before we went live. He got a package. He was like, hold on, I'll be right back. Normally, I'm the one getting in the studio at the last second. This was all very Mm -hmm. exciting for me. Uh, He got some kicks delivered, but we're not here to talk about Reg's kicks until we are. But we are here to talk about Ring of Honor, so please get in your super chats. No humper chats tonight. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. It helps people find us in the algorithm and we're like the little show that could, okay? We don't even have Joel and Cresta for like the past month at the end of this. You guys have been awesome and and supporting. You've done an incredible job actually maintaining views. I was pleasantly surprised and very nervous when I was like, we're at half strength on the smallest little show, but you guys keep <laughs> showing out for us. So we do appreciate it. And we'll, of course, remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select because Reg, you know what? Punk watch is a thing of the past. All right. It's over. Mercedes watch 2024. is We all the way up.
2: <laughs> Jeez Louise. Jeez. Every time she posts some troll thing on Instagram, everybody's like, Oh my God, she's at the gym today. And it's like, is this news? But yes, it is news. Mercedes watch is. Back it is. On.
1: <laughs> hey, got us to 11,000 subscribers. You guys are amazing. But Sean will post the latest that we have there. He does it on his Q&A show back there. He posts updates whenever he can. Right now, the watch seems calm. She's expected to go to AEW. We haven't heard otherwise. I'm sure everybody will be completely normal about that at Royal Rumble. But a lot more than Mercedes watch going on back there. 2024 is a huge contract year. Um, You've got Drew McIntyre, Becky, Seth. There's so many contracts coming up in and out going to be a wild landscape so be sure to stay on top of it with the most breaking news accurate breaking news and watch out for those aggregators because people are wild out there okay they'll post anything they'll be like kate said she was tagging with killer kowalski in 1974 <laughs> fight select said so this time last year like no they didn't just subscribe to fight select if you're able to financially <laughs> we always appreciate the support and you've got a lot of great bonus podcasts back there. Me and Alex Pulaski doing alternative post shows to what's on the main for pretty much every pay-per-view except for NXT, which we do on the main And You get things like ask grapsity back there, which happened earlier today, I believe, correct? Right?
2: It sure did. Big, long one, two hours, get to it.
1: What'd you guys talk about?
2: Uh We talked about uh people are just, most of them were AEW questions and how, online people how people deal with aw online how these stories drop right before dynamite people are super interested in that content
1: oh that's kind of fun actually that sounds like a that sounds like a delicious one so go back there and listen to it if you're subscribed to fight will select but we've got tomorrow h to get into reg this is the first time we've come out of a pay-per-view and it feels like there's been a sustained effort to keep things kind of Going in a direction that is consistent. Some noticeable absences today, but nothing too egregious here. Um, We even had a champion defending a title. What? Insanity. The women's division on fire, continuing to cook. Really fun to add a three falls match to end this as well. A lot of stakes. We're starting to know who's on this roster and what divisions people are in. Seems pretty freaking basic, but we're finally getting it, so... Love that. How did you feel about ROH overall tonight?
2: Yeah, kind of going along the lines of what you're saying, it feels like they told some stories. It feels like most of the matches were, they had stakes where they were for a reason. They, uh, everything feels centered and on a path of something. And I think that's exactly what's needed in Ring of Honor. The Ring of Honor Women's Television Championship is heating up. I think we got a lot of contenders today Showed just how many contenders they are. Uh, The Ring of Honor Television Championship, I think Kyle Fletcher is showing that if they consistently put him on every week, it's going to be hard for anybody to top him on a weekly basis. And I think that there's a couple of uh, decisions here that I was like, what? what Christopher Daniels, what happened
1: here? But, uh... <laughs> my notes to say I'll I can tell you in 15 seconds what my notes for that say so that we're out of the the monetization window for cursing because mm. let me tell you I had Christopher Daniels defeats Lee Johnson and my notes just said what the fuck <laughs> 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 dropped that on the five minute mark because i'm a professional but yeah a, a couple of things that were a little hanky but it is nice to see all the things that we were complaining about for so long for the most part really started to shake out kind of wondering where like your ethan pages are at the six-man titles are just where are they <laughs> where are they um but overall some really good stuff tonight and let's get into it because we start with Zach Knight and John Cruz, which is interesting because we see Serpentico later. (laughs) Um, Identical twins. Those two, I tell you, if you, if if you lined them up next to each other, I think they'd be the exact same height and weight. But uh, what I liked about this was one John Cruz having kind of his most competitive match here. And I, I think it was to showcase Zach Knight further Hey, another showing from him that looked really good. I think he got to do a little bit more in this one than the last one. And I kind of liked it. This was almost 10 minutes long. Um, Zach Knight getting the win here with a running forearm, but he had a really nice mix tonight of showing some athleticism and versatility for who's a, a bigger dude. Like he's, he has some size on him. So I thought this was a fun way to open the show. What did you think?
2: Yeah, you see why there potentially were two John Cruz matches on the show today because he's a really good bumper. Like there, there's a reason he's put into positions like this. And I think Zach Knight being in there and being able to showcase what he could do against John was a pretty important element to his rise here. Zach Knight, I think he got a lot of intensity. He uh, he shows a lot of fire in the ring. He uh, feels comfortable. Like he's a he's a contender. It feels like they're they. They want to invest in them. They've showed some social media support for them. So it seems like there's something there. And honestly, I'm not mad at it.
1: I'm not mad at it either. This was um, a nice showcase. Uh, You and SP3 crushed it last week in my absence. So I appreciated (laughs) appreciated that because that man, COVID's a funky one because I was like, I'm fine for the first half of Thursday. And I I was like, I am not fine (laughs) Mm -hmm. at all. All of a sudden. Shout out to SB3 for filling in last minute as he's so wonderful to do. Um, But I think it was the week before that that we got to see Zach Knight's first appearance and he looked good there, looked good here. I'm intrigued to see where he might fit in if he's sticking around or if he's just on an American tour. That's kind of cool too, but Mm -hmm. um, a nice showing tonight and you're right, John Cruz making everybody look good in there. Kind of like Peter Avalon where you're like, that guy just shows up, tells the story and makes everybody else look great in the process. Like similar deal here tonight as well so we move on to tony niece defeating marcus cross now i gotta say i thought we were getting away from like the group trainer thing. so the fact mm. that we're still doing like the fat shaming thing is a little weird mm. um like either get away from it or don't because i feel like if you're still gonna call everybody like like this town is so obese how obese is it kind of stuff like <laughs> you the group training right up, are we like, yeah That's exactly weird. i thought the the actual <laughs> group training stuff was was funnier but um he uh takes on marcus cross and it's nice to see him back we saw him on a lot of aw dark and i think a couple of roh appearances as well Yeah. but uh nice getting that a really nice pump handle pile driver to win like Tony Neese is, is good in the rank man. <laughs> like he looked great in here. I would love to see the pure division start to come together a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, especially with Shavatas on, on his way back. I'm guessing that he'll take it right back from um oh my gosh, who has it?
2: Uh Wheeler Uda.
1: Wheeler Uda. I was why didn't I remember his name? I was like Blackpool Combat Club, not that one, not that one. What's wrong with me? Little Rusty guys. shake it mm-hmm. off the COVID. Um, I could see Shibata beating Wheeler Yuta for it right back and we can kind of pick up where we left off with things, but mm-hmm. I feel like Tony Nice going for the pure title would be something that's really fun or kind of declaring that division as we did in the R- old ROH loved the pump handle pile driver here. looked great. No complaints about this, What not like a high stakes match, but didn't really need to be. I thought Tony Nice looked good here.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that they're really fleshing out the uh, television title division with the men's. And, yeah, we need to start flushing out the peer division because that's such an important aspect to this. It feels like there's a couple championships that they've been regulating to the aew shows like they're they're deeming you to the rampage boy or whatever his little nickname is now. So <laughs> it's like that championship is going to be defended over there pretty often. Every time they make someone a new champion, then all of a sudden they're an AEW person. It's like, all right, I see what's going on here. It makes the championship more prestigious. But then us over here on the little show that could, are just like, we want to see that championship too, dude. And I saw that they just announced that the six man titles are going to be on uh, the line collision, the righteous versus um, the gates of agony or the yes. local embassy. So it's like, there's these championships that it feels like they're, they're prestigious. they're stuff added to them, but they're just never defended on Ring of Honor Championship, Re- Ring of Honor Television. It feels unfortunate.
1: Yeah, that is a bummer. We are starting to see a better rotation back onto the program, as we're going to talk about in a minute. But when they do stuff like this, I'm like, well, why not give them to TMDK and have them show up in other promotions or something? Like, do right. something with them if mm-hmm. you're going to just have them sporadically on AEW television as filler. I'd rather see them defended in Ring of Honor and maybe strong or something. But um, I I actually think giving them to the Righteous and Lance Archer would be an awesome move. I, I feel like they're doing nothing on Gates of Agony right now. I have no idea what's going on with them and Brian Cage. Like that all feels very convoluted. I I love that trio of Lance Archer and the Righteous. I think that's so much fun. So that's what I'm rooting for we'll myself. We will. We will. So uh, we do get a title defense, though, here from Kyle Fletcher, which was a wonderful match against Angelico. Really, really good chemistry. And God, what do we even say about Kyle Fletcher that hasn't been said already? Him winning with what he called the Kyle driver here, which was mm-hmm. very, very fun. You have Kyle Fletcher catching Angelico with the half and half suplex, hitting a leg lariat and a reverse tombstone for the wind here. Man, this was a blast. There were so many moments in this where you saw Angelico being so creative as the way he was getting out of stuff that Kyle Fletcher was locking in. What always blows my mind about Kyle Fletcher, not just his sneaky strength, I feel like, and I talk about it a lot on here, so maybe it's just like me continuing to beat a dead horse, but like match pacing is not as easy as it looks. And Kyle Fletcher effortlessly mm-hmm. paces his matches with his combination of strength and his ability to do more high-flying stuff kind of what comes from that that tag team base and the role he plays in that him doing that with like these half and half suplexes these corner spots i mean just a blast and what that does is he's really able to accelerate up to an opponent's pace or slow things down when the match needs a minute. Like his ability to read that in ring is really really good for someone who i believe is 24 years old mm-hmm. that's stuff that some guys don't master ever in their entire careers and he's he makes it look so easy keep an eye out for that specifically when you're watching one of his matches and see how it stacks up against others cuz man like that's not something that is simple to grasp he makes it look like a breeze i loved this and angelico looked great in this too Love, love, loved what we got out of the two of them. Just a really, really fun mix of styles in this. Can't say enough about it, but I will say enough about it. That's enough (laughs) from me. Reg, what'd you think?
2: Kate, you took the words right out of my brain. I was going to talk about how when Kyle Fletcher kicks into fourth gear, when it's like urgent time to put this match to an end, he's pretty untouchable. That's something that... He says that he's coming for Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay and you could see it like that sense of urgency, that sense of I'm keeping this championship and I'm going to do it in style. Not a lot of people can do it like this kid and he's 24 years old. The thing that I like the most about him is he gets better every match like there's sometimes that you know wrestlers have potential. They're these young people, there's prodigies or whatever. And then they get into cruise control. This kid is not in cruise control at all. seems like he's constantly working on becoming a better wrestler in the gym, consistently working on his character, working on his moveset. It's on display here. That finisher is just disgusting. Angelico is such a, when I saw these two matched up against each other, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a great Real combination <laughs> of guys. Like, I knew that them together with their styles, that they would mesh well. Angelico with this evasive style, tried to lock you in submissions. But Kyle Fletcher is just young and brolic and and fearless and everything you would want in a television champion. This shit was good. Really good.
1: It was great. And that's all to say, too. He was a tag wrestler up until he's had to have these singles matches. He had a security blanket that's no longer there. That's an entirely different type of psychology. That's an entirely different thing to go out and do in a wrestling ring. So to see this singles work from him really inspired stuff. Really, really and I inspired. I still stuff.
2: want him to be a tag wrestler. When Mark know, Davis comes like I want Ozzy Open to cook so bad. Like I'm like this single shit is great, but I would love to see them as a tag team with all the great tag teams we have here. So the sky is just the limit for this kid honestly.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I love them as a tag team. And what's cool is to see like Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis have such a different, um, they are together a complete package as a tag team. And what the two of them bring to the table in tag matches is so different. You've kind of seen Kyle Fletcher round out that missing piece by himself here, which is just a really interesting challenge. I say put them back together when Mark Davis is here, but it has been really cool to see Kyle Fletcher say, okay, now how do I make up for what isn't there right now? um really good stuff really good stuff and as you said like just really cool to see someone that young continuing obviously putting in a ton of work it's mm -hmm. incredibly evident well here's someone who's put in a lot of work and it's not someone in the ring Lexi Nair Mm. has grown so much as a backstage personality I absolutely absolutely love to see this not just in minion training but in things like searching for Dalton Castle who she had a scheduled interview and he no-showed but she finds him in a rolling crate <laughs> great work. Um, saying that he hasn't slept since final battle because of johnny tv's interference johnny honor johnny streaming platform uh, <laughs> but he was upset that johnny wouldn't agree to a match so he asked lexi to convince him to sign for this match this was so I mean, just top of the line, silly. This, I I was so in favor of Dalton Castle winning this TV title. I wanted it for him so badly. Kyle Fletcher is doing great things. This Dalton Castle spiral is hysterical. And credit to Johnny TV, because we're going to talk about what he did later. But my God, he's killing it on the other end. It's fun to see um, Taya and Johnny TV lean into this, because they kind of floated around from what their identities were there for a little bit and now it's incredibly clear they're so so silly what did you think of Zalton in this
2: I thought this whole thing was really great to know that AEW has Renee on the main roster being a superwoman killing it in all the angles and then they got on the heels of her Lexi who has improved so much who is going to be right there doing just as great work it's like well the future of This media talking interviewer uh, division is awesome. Lexi's been great. The promo that she has later with Billy Starks is really cool. I thought this was great. But Dalton Castle randomly popping out and being miserable. Getting to this point that we both were like Dalton Castle should be the television champion. But I'm happy that it went this way because we're getting a new element that we've never seen from Dalton Castle. Like he's always been the happy-go-lucky, the person, the one that was carrying the flag for Ring of Honor. But now he just doesn't know what to do. And he's handling it. I was going to say so well, but he's handling it not so well, <laughs> but he's handling it well by not handling it well. I don't know. It's just great work for by Dalton Castle. And this is going to, I think, lead him into even bigger heights because Um later in the show, the boys come out and the crowd, I guess, thought it was Dalton Castle. And the pop is so loud. Like people are behind him so much. And I think this is gonna build it up even more.
1: I love it. I love it so much. Um that is one of those tricky things because he's one of those guys that's who like who is perpetually over, and he kind of falls into that. I mean, Eddie Kingston was in that trap for a while of like he's gonna get huge pop no matter what we do with him. So he can take some losses. Um, orange Cassidy the same way it was like he doesn't really need a title because he's so over anyway but you can do really great things with that guy and a title I think Dalton will get there I'm enjoying this ride so far I'm I'm sick in bed last week and I'm watching (laughs) him walk down the ramp eating a sandwich I was in stitches in stitches but Orion Ben 666 saying hi Reg should feel happy that Nyla didn't come like that towards him and the guys I during know. the live gravity. Kate is applying to be Dalton's counselor. Now listen, 2023 was not kind to me. I don't know if I should be guiding people with the state <laughs> that I'm in. I had a rough, rough, but little that might life. be
2: it. You've seen where the heights could go and you've seen where the lows can go. You've seen but, it all. Kate.
1: I think, I think <laughs> I get him. And I think maybe we can have some sort of like emotional connection that way. That's very cathartic. I don't know if I should be guiding anybody but i'll tell you what i'm i'm not in rolling carts shape so maybe i can help them out a little bit i'll help them out a little bit guys get in your super jets if there's anything that you want to comment on or have a question about roh related we've got some extra time tonight because joel and cresta don't come to work anymore so you know god forbid joel defend his fightful title but <laughs> please leave a thumbs up on this video as well it's very very helpful to us if you can help people find us in the algorithms a little streaming show that could you guys have been so great, so great so far. Cresta and Joel did a hard to kill TNA preview show independent of this because god forbid they work late. But if you do want to catch that out, catch up with that, um they're they're gonna do a, a really like healthy recap of end of the impact era, what this new TNA era is gonna look like. Joel is gonna be at hard to kill in Vegas, so. There's some really good stuff. I know he's trying to get some talent interviews there as well, but if you are intrigued by this new TNA era, which I think a lot of people are, and you're kind of like, what does this transition look like? They've got you covered on that. So please, please, please go and check that out. I also got Hard to, meet- to kill. Hard to kill. I finally got to meet Cresta at,
0: a. Uh- this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap,
1: World's End which was awesome. She's awesome. great. Friends, She's friends. Great. Who do you think that
2: uh is going to be the big signing? I've been asking everyone, the big uh, TNA signing.
1: Man, you know what's so funny is I I really thought it was going to be Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I really did. I still um, think it
2: can it could possibly be. It could
1: be. It yeah. could be um I like it doesn't feel like it's Shelton Benjamin. I don't be, know if uh-huh. they would hype up like don't get me wrong, I I love Manny and and uh mansora and mace but i don't think they would like do that with like a tag team that's coming in and i don't Agreed. know if it has that like historic whatever um i don't really know i'm, I'm wondering if it's still nick Nemeth slash Dolph ziggler what are, what are your thoughts
2: that's kind of where we were talking about earlier in ask grabs today i'm like i think it still could potentially be Dolph ziggler because i i'm like going down the list of the wwe releases is that or ali i think like ali would be great but I don't know if they would hype it the way that the way that they're hyping it leads me to believe it's like a Dolph Ziggler style uh, character. So that's who I'm leaning towards at the moment. I honestly don't know, though. It could be anybody.
1: Yeah. And Mustafa, like with the video that he put out, doesn't seem like he's going to be a one company guy a little bit. Like he was calling out Swerve and ZSJ and Osprey and he's doing all this cool indie stuff. So. I don't know if he would be like a TNA signing. I mean,
2: those names. Uh... <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, everybody's working everywhere now. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot, but he had Okada in there too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's interesting. So, um, I think Ali in AEW just makes a ton of sense from a brand style worker perspective. But I also yeah. think Mustafa Ali could could thrive anywhere. Totally. Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, with as character driven as he is, I think could do amazing things in the TNA brands. Amazing things. So
2: yeah, he's like instant world champion over there if he gets if he's the person.
1: Agreed, agreed. And he like has I don't know that you know when you're just like that guy belongs there. Like I'm like mm-hmm. Claudio belongs in AEW, and I mm-hmm. feel like Jade kind of does belong in WWE. Like. If you pair people up, if you Tinder your dream promotion with your dream wrestler, I'm like, I I think they swipe on each other. Like, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. So let's talk about this Johnny TV and Taya Valkyrie backstage, since we just talked about the Dalton half of it. They blew off the idea of uh, that match, despite Lexi advocating for Dalton in this. Very, very silly stuff with all this. But they do hype up tie valkyrie around this new women's tv title which i like that they're making the title itself feel like a big deal like yeah. as a women's wrestling fan that's something that makes me very happy is that the title itself is being pushed with the equal excitement that i feel like you see a lot of men's titles pushed with mm-hmm. that's very cool to me um but they're naming silly tv shows and saying that dalton's not <laughs> ready for tv this is This is a blast and i love that they're having some fun with this Taya kind of came in as a big deal and then was floundering for a little bit they didn't really have anywhere to put her and then um johnny tv has been so many different personalities in so many places right so um this is a lot of fun any thoughts on the taya and johnny side of this
2: yeah the thing i think i like most about the this roh women's television championship is all the women that are after it like that's my favorite thing in wrestling is like there's a champion and there's a bunch of contenders that are like i'm a contender and all the women are coming out doing the little uh waist uh hand around the waist talking about they want the championship thing (laughs) and i just love that it's like billy comes out and says she wants it All, all these people are just like yeah no there's a new championship and i want it and i think that's so important especially when you're developing a new championship because a lot of the times if there is a tournament but a lot of times it's just like here's a tournament these people are blah 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 but this feels like you know everybody's gunning for it everybody's up in their intensity everybody's fighting to be the new champion and i think it's really great for it this also was just really funny they work really well together i'm surprised it's taken so long like i thought they would immediately be a couple in wwe like They'd belong as like an on-screen couple because they really do have good chemistry. Like, like they're married yeah. for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, it comes off the screen, and then and them uh, having the revelation that TV is Ty Valkyrie. Really good stuff.
1: Really dad. fun. Really, <laughs> really fun. I agree with you. There's some couples that you're like, oh yeah, that works on screen together. Like, I don't want to see. Seth and Becky on screen together very much because I think the two of them individually are so valuable to their respective divisions that, like, I don't know if you... As a couple, it feels watered down instead of, like, it's lifting up, and I think these two, like, lift each other up as a couple. I also appreciated that later he was her valet. Like, we love a supportive husband. Hell yeah.
2: (laughs) He's always representing. He loves him some time. He
1: does. Who doesn't, man? What a woman. (laughs) So we have... Quick work made of Dave and Zane Dawson's NWA standouts, for those of you who might not be familiar, um, from The Righteous, Dutch and Vincent here. Vincent quickly getting Dutch for a tag, and Dutch taking care of both of the Dawson's with ease. That boss man slam always looking so good. He hits it on Zane for the win, and post match, you get The Righteous doing that misery ankle spot on Zane, but the referee holding him off here let's Dave pull him out of the ring. I liked this. It almost feels like with the post match that that was unfinished business, Reg. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the vibe that you got. Um, I want them to be a proper trio with Lance, but that did intrigue me a little bit. Could have just been a punctuation mark, but what do you think of this?
2: Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know why we've taken this long to bring the righteous back. I thought that they were telling such a good story a few months ago. They were one of the hottest stories in this company and, and everything was going well. If this is reestablishing them back in, they got the title match coming up on Saturday. Pull the trigger, you guys. Let these guys win the championships. I think they've been telling a great story on Ring of Honor. of They are Ring of Honor wrestlers. They're here. They're established. They want to be champions, and they are a very hot product in this brand. I think it's time to do it. Gates of Agony and Brian Cage have been doing amazing. Uh, they've been champions for a long time and only defend the championships like three times. It's time to give it up. Let's do it. Let's move on. And I think this is the righteousest time, especially with Lance Lance Archer. He's the wild card, but he's so over still. People love him. They want him in positions where they could see him, and they're going to follow wherever he is.
1: I'm one of those people. Put him on my TV consistently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Speaking of short matches, we've got the Iron Savages with Jack Jamison and the boys. Mm -hmm. uh who get their asses handed to them Mm -hmm. (laughs) they tried they really tried but you have the savages getting the win with that transformer splash not much to talk about here the iron savages continuing to look strong i reiterate my point from a couple weeks ago that if they don't have long matches the gimmick can become very one note very quickly Mm -hmm. um they need a little bit more dimension or they need a little bit more time when you keep running the same playbook with this thing it it, they start to feel too goofy and not serious enough in a way squashes are great for building people but like okay then what needs to be answered for them a little bit but always like seeing them in the ring uh any thoughts on this incredibly quick match
2: yeah they they're up and up the horny thing they're up with titty twisters and eating ass and all kind of crazy stuff it's like (laughs) I understand, but we've seen this tag team in longer matches where things are kind of established, where they are great. They're in a good position, and we know that they could do it if given the opportunity. That's why seeing them in a squash match, it's like, all right, dude, like we don't need a squash match of an already established teams. What are we establishing them for? If we're establishing them for this run with the tag team championships? Yeah, I see. But if we're just doing this to get them on TV, it should be a little bit more
1: i agree i agree now when you say you understand all their horny behavior did you want to elaborate on that or did you just want to go ahead and
2: i thought we were just going to mo- move forward we can move yeah. forward i just yeah, you seem to
1: really identify with that and i didn't know if you know i
2: don't think this is the show
1: you're having dreams about nick wayne's mom or something we got cole well, carter Sam, i'm and- saying <laughs> and you followed up a cole <laughs> carter too oh
2: my god <laughs>
1: <laughs> those allegations. Cole Carter, lover of hot moms. It's going to take a pregnant pause on that one for a little bit. Getting yeah. a win over Sir Pentico. You got Griff Garrison quickly getting involved here. Carter getting the win with a roll-up and a handful of tights. Carter and Garrison beating up Serpentico until Angelico pops off with the chair. I've been trying to be optimistic and leave a lot of room for stuff, but I just am having a hard time caring because we've gotten like eight different stories with this reg. Like we've gotten Maria singing and them talking about how they don't even have matching ring gear. And then you've got Griff Garrison taking on Adam Copeland. And now we're running back to a tag program here. I have all the room and patience in the world for letting young stars figure out who they are and grow and stuff but you as the creative team have to do the job then of who are these guys what is the story that we're telling right now what is happening because you had Maria singing them an the entrance and the stuff mm-hmm. about them not really being a tag team then Griff goes on to lose against Adam Copeland and now we have this and we're back in a tag program like i i need um i i'm not super invested in the characters that they are so you at least need to be telling me a consistent story so that i can buy into that hopefully the adam copeland thing was just because adam copeland wanted to work with griff garrison and that's Mm -hmm. cool like i didn't think it was the best use of collision time but like if they wanted to make that happen All the power to them that's awesome give griff garrison that moment that's a huge deal that adam copeland sees you and wants to work with you awesome um here back in roh land (laughs) in the (laughs) roh layer what the hell is going on um because it it's not a lot of meat on the bone character wise and so that story not being consistent is a tough one for me man like this was this is this is tricky the chat saying Maria respectfully look that's it is unfair to be that hot and use that as a cop out for bad creative that's not fair because it's gonna work (laughs) she's that pretty okay that's not fair however um I would like to see something so that I can get hooked into these guys because that's not to say they don't have a bright future but the present right now needs a little bit of love here Reg
2: yeah, this is where the show got a little started to get a little bit muddy for me. Why did we have John Cruz earlier if we were gonna have this match also? Like, did you not have enough wrestlers? I don't really understand what went on. When this match happened, I was like, <laughs> when this match happened, I was like, I don't care about this. I asked SB3 last week, I'm like, has this story gotten you to care about Griff Garrison and Cole Carter? And it's been a resounding, not too much all around. And this isn't making it better, Kate. Like this story is making it worse. I think I'm like you're making me care even less about these guys. I don't know what they're trying to do with this, but I don't really like it. In this match, I just couldn't get into.
1: Yeah, this was this was kind of um. Whenever you have any two hour show, there are very few times where you look at something and go, "There was nothing superfluous in that two hour time block." Um, This, unfortunately, was one of the things that felt a little bit more superfluous. Could have kept it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what we move on to, and that is more awesome women's division work happening here. Let's go. Queen Mm -hmm. Amanada signed. You can read more about that on FightfulSelect.com as well. She's been signed for a bit. She was just healing up, taking care of herself, taking care of some things before. She really got moving, and boy, did she! With a win tonight over Diamante, Trisha Dora, and Lady Frost. This was a blast. You have Queen Aminata winning with that double stomp on Lady Frost. Um, before that, you have tons of moments where everybody got to shine. Lady Frost had that like cartwheel cannonball thing that always looks so cool. Um, Trisha Dora and Amanada having that initial lockup sequence. Mm. Um, was one of those like oh this could be one of those things where they're rivals for 10 years like flashing lights moments of like ice queen all Presence, queen amanada and trisha dora with like almost the same thing but i feel like in a in a very lovable face way where she has this very calming presence about her but there's like this um very like calming magnetism to to trisha Dore that is so incredibly rare and special um watching them in the beginning of this i was like i i want this for decades between Mm -hmm. the two of them um some really big power moves happening in the beginning i absolutely loved it felt like everybody got to show out which is all you can ask for this but man Trish Dora needs some W's Reg like I'm so happy for Queen Aminata she probably should have won here due to like wrestling math and people debuting and stuff but like Trish Dora needs some wins man
2: yeah this uh it felt like I I locked in tunnel vision at one point when Trish and Aminata are in the ring together I'm like here we go we did it get the money out back the money truck up because We're about to see greatness. We only got a glimpse of what this is really going to be, but that's just such a money match right here. Amanada, she didn't climb up this ladder. I'm picking her to win this tournament, I think. The way that they've been setting her up, the matches that she's been having. uh, I heard that she's about to have a banger tomorrow with Hukaru Shida. Like, I think that they might be setting her up to win this, getting these consecutive wins here on Ring of Honor television. like. I'm pretty excited about this, but yeah, this match was awesome. Like all these women are great. We talk about it on a weekly basis, how incredible all four of these are. And I thought everybody got a great moment to shine. Trisha Dora so calm in so many moments. It must be like the background in the has military, to be that military thing, right? Cause this just, she's never I I off. Like her. Shit.
1: Do you know what I've seen? You know what most? I mean? She's <laughs> like, yeah,
2: I've seen the worst of the worst. What are you going to do? Chop me? Yeah. Oh, no, not no. enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and that's just like such an important element to her character you just want it's like she's just so great um diamante incredible job i think here of just playing a spoiler beating people up in positions not coming with anything fancy like a lady frost would and then lady frost coming in with that fancy shit just like i want to see this match a 100 times in a row on ring of honor television like this is that type of shit that Kate and I are on here talking about every week. Like, we want this. Four women in here that are contenders for the television championship that are just like, I want to win, so I'm going to beat your ass. Great stuff.
1: That's what's up. And Shame Monster agreeing saying, Queen Avenida Hive, what up? Trish versus Julia Saturday. Ooh. So let's talk about that for a second because Trish versus Julia got set up at, I think, Lone Star Shootout. And we're getting we're getting a hell of a battle in the valley card they were like oh real casual we're gonna throw will osprey versus okada like what Mm -hmm. um gonna be an incredible one i'm gonna try and do a watch long for it on my own channel um but that is just two women who operate in the same world that i want to see going at shit like that is (laughs) women's dream match extremely extremely exciting stuff so very cool about that and yeah queen amanada We knew she was great before this kind of last wave. I think people in the match with Mariah May also started to see like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. right. She's like, she's back now. And she has a lot of presence. And we've had a lot of frustrations about Ring of Honor. But one consistent thing that we've gotten to talk about is it's very cool how women's wrestling has taken the forefront of Ring of Honor and a brand that has not had that before. And man, to have two Black women like anchoring your titles would be something that's really cool and special that I'm not like the most qualified to speak to you certainly could a little bit but I I think it's just really cool because it's also not just them right like you have Trisha Dore, you have Kira Hogan like there's a there's a lot that is happening there Willow when she's around Ring of Honor it's it's really really cool to see um them not only being featured but the driving forces here is is something that's really special so Kudos to to them for that, because that is something Ring of Honor has never had before.
2: We've come a long way. People don't understand. Like, it feels like regular because there's four women matches a show sometimes, but this is, like, rare. This is new. This is all... We're we're in uncharted territory, and it feels like a great place to exist in because... All the women you just named, Kate, are so different. Like if Aminata and Athena were champions at the same time, yeah, they're both both black women, but like their characters, their work, everything is so different about them and and they would represent two different things. It's a beautiful time to exist here, honestly.
1: It really is. It really is. It's really cool and um it's nice to see it just expanding pretty rapidly, like mm-hmm. Tony Khan. I love does make me laugh when he's like, I think tag titles would be great. I'm like, but you're the guy that chooses whether we do them or not. (laughs) Like, like, if you're like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. You're the guy that gets to execute that idea. I'm being Mm -hmm. patient because this has been such a bright spot. But man, seeing like Diamante and Mercedes kicking around, like there's some really fun possibilities there. I'll always say that i love sean's idea of having women's tag titles that float not just to aew but across new japan strong or wherever in the world you want them to go so that way you don't have to put the pressure on any one division to kill it in this regard so lots of fun stuff you know something that popped into my head it seems like we're gonna get nyla as the next challenger but Mm -hmm. assuming diana doesn't beat tony storm a diana athena proper feud yeah
2: What's time over here in Ring of Honor where they could just cook and do their thing?
1: Sign
2: me up. I'm all in.
1: All day. All day. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully that dream match would be longer than Josh Woods defeating LeBron Cazone, who I'm not familiar with. I don't know if you are. Uh, a modified go to sleep. The grit your teeth. Um, Josh Woods. Great. You don't need to have some of these other squashes, and you could put those five minutes and give them to Josh Woods. Like, I said it a lot. Josh Woods is great. We get it with the squashes. I want to see him wrestle because he is not just a beast. He's a technical beast. And I am a technical nerd, so give hey. me my technical beast in action, please. Love Josh Woods. Uh, but I, I'm not familiar with LeBron Cazone, so I can't speak to him. I don't know if you are, um, but uh that there was not much to talk about here i think my mm-hmm. synopsis of the match is longer than it was any thoughts
2: yeah i think lebron Cazone's the carolina boy definitely was on the bw 500 couldn't give you the number offhand because it doesn't work like that but yeah really young great up and coming oh you created
1: person. a list
2: i think i made a list at 490 no i'm just kidding uh definitely check the uh, check that out i think uh in positions like this, it's like, you just do what you can. How long do I got? Oh, you got two minutes, and he's going to punch you for the whole two minutes. It's like, uh, I guess I'll try to do what I can do. Josh Woods is like, where where, where are we? <laughs> what are we? I feel like I'm in a relationship. Josh Woods, what are we? What's going on here? We need to establish what our relationship is. We need to put a label on it. They have something here with Josh Woods. He's a talented person. He has presence. Uh Uh, menacing suplexes all kind of uh, stuff that would be a great pure champion and a reason for him to be one of the leaders of the division but they just kind of have him in this stalling phase of are we waiting for Yuta to get over here we're trying to establish this thing are we waiting for Shibata to come back and it's like Woods deserves a little bit something more if we're gonna be waiting in the meantime like maybe put him in the tv title tournament until we get over there or something but like continuing with the squashes is getting a little overdone
1: it is and he hadn't been on tv in a few weeks so i was like oh sick he's back and i was like Mm -hmm. to do what he's been doing this whole time (laughs) so there you go we get some shane taylor and lee moriarty and infantry promos we'll cover them when we get to the main event and we will move along to taya valkyrie who, as we said earlier, supportive husband at ringside, love that, defeats Robin Renegade. Um, you had Valkyrie getting a quick win here after a blue thunderbomb and a curb stomp. The blue thunderbomb looked great. Uh, she's now calling that, I'm not kidding, mm-hmm. the Shania Pain.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's go, girls. Good one. A really uh, good I name. Am... Here for that i can't believe ian riccabani was able to say it with the straight face on commentary Mm -hmm. uh nice to see taya getting some consistent wins here she feels like a front runner for that tv title as well which you love to see that man like that's it's good that it feels like there are a lot of viable candidates for this it makes it a little bit more exciting and interesting um this has been fun like i'm liking silly taya and johnny very much uh any thoughts on the Shania Payne match we got over here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I like that uh, kind of going along with what I was saying earlier. Her being with her husband adds this different element. She has a different confidence when she has Johnny standing next to her and is shining over in the TV program. She's being able to show 100% who she is all the time, I think, and that's like crossing over with the fans. She's one wrestler that coming in, it's like, I wanted her to get a bunch of wins because she's a vet and someone that needs to consistently be right there on the upper echelon. If you need, somebody needs a big win or somebody needs a big feud, like Taya needs to be right there. And I'm glad that they're starting to establish her with the shenanigans with Johnny as exactly who she is, because she could be the world TV champion tomorrow and it would make sense and it would work. So I think that them adding an extra emphasis, giving her more TV time. It's going to work out for everybody.
1: Well, and it is fun that we're getting this very character driven thing because the best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun, Reg. So I cannot believe you understood that reference. I'm I'm blown away that, you know, a single Shania Twain lyric. Come on. (laughs) 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 So silly. So silly. So Mm. silly. We move on to more silliness with Billy Starks, who's backstage with Lexi Nair. They're like so excited that Athena took a week off, and they're talking about all the things that they're going to do. Again, Lexi Nair just shining bright in these segments so often, and Starks saying she's going after that ROH Women's TV title. Uh, And later, we get Athena talking about how she's had a dislocated kneecap, how uh, she was working with a broken nose, and she deserved this time off. But what we see is her training at the Metroplex, which is uh, her training facility. And you see her students in back of her running through drills and masquerading as a student. in there is Nyla Rose, who says, surprise, bitch, and uh, goes to put her through a table and causes some distraction around here. I was wondering where nyla was in this episode because we saw a lot of the contendership stuff for that new title coming into play setting her up for a match with athena i think is a really really good idea because she's been the gatekeeper to the title on AEW so much it would make sense that she would come down here to do this work and also athena picking on someone bigger than her is a really really fun kind of thing to go after here She has so much personality. I love Nyla so much. I don't know if this is the beginning of the face turn that I've been asking for for months, but it doesn't need to be. It it very well could be against someone like Athena, but she just lights up the screen whenever she's on it. She's incredibly funny. She's just a really, really funny person. So I thought this was a really fun exchange of like uh, segments here and shout out to the Metroplex for getting some screen time. Good for them.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I love uh, uh, the contrast of Athena playing the, uh, the teacher for Lexi and Billy and then being excited that she's gone, but they've taught her a lot and they can kind of, it's showing that she taught them to hold their own and then going to her and she's cocky, but she's also like, I'm on vacation, but I'm also here at the wrestling school training and then initially I wanted Nyla to be in the women's TV title tournament, I think. But then as soon as she showed up here, I was like, oh yeah, her being the next contender for Athena actually makes more sense because she could be immediately slotted. You don't have to build at all. It's Nyla. We all know Ly- Nyla and love Nyla. And it just works out well. I thought the segment was awesome. Her choke slamming her through a door, her punking some of the students, uh, surprise bitch. Like Nyla always has one-liners, <laughs> things that, Make it an even more memorable segment. This is uh, great for me. I think that this match is going to be hard-hitting, aggressive, and uh, uh, one that Athena is going to have uh, uh, one of those physical ones that she's going to remember. Really excited about all of this.
1: Agreed, Orion right, Ben saying so. That little blonde really thought that. Stops <laughs> Nyla, yeah, it was a <laughs> tough day for these students of the Metroplex there. And of course, Billy Starks focusing on the contendership, calling it her title already a good job leaning into this like minion character a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. She came out with her teeth still, which I love. So we have Layla Hirsch and Rachel Elring taking on Brittany Jade and Emily Hale, also known as Emily J. If you follow her online, she's. Has an interview with Fightful that I believe has already dropped. You can go check it out. But this was her ROH debut. She is young in her career, but mm-hmm. uh, she got a butt kicked here. Though we do love and support. <laughs> that was her job. Um, we have Hirsch and Elring hitting some tag offense. We get to see the chemistry developing between them. No Maria getting involved here. Still a little muddy on the story, but heck, if they're going to be a tag team, I'm not mad about it uh hirsch sends jade into the boss woman slam from l ring which was a nice way to end the match it is fun seeing their size differential Mm -hmm. um but also seeing some of the places that they're similar makes a a fun work together situation for them um i I thought this was perfectly fine and then post match we've got abaddon appearing and menacing hirsch and l ring this is a terrifying combination of people. Uh, but a really fun one and glad to see them in the mix here. Glad to see them um, continuing to get a push after doing some really great work on the main roster. There's still a part of me that's hoping she gets misted and goes into like the House of Heart coven that looks like it's developing a little bit. I think that Mm -hmm. would be a great spot for them, Um, but very glad that they got to show up here. Uh, Your thoughts on the match that we got, which was a shorter one, but had some good story in it and then abaddon's appearance
2: here yeah initially i was like okay why are we that we talk about women's tag teams it's like hirsch and and ellering it's like are they going to be a tag team they're still doing this will they want they can the coexist thing with maria i don't really know what's going on but then they look really good as a tag team so it's like okay i like this this combination really fun finisher i thought that uh they they were pretty good um the the, the women that they were against had a pretty good showing too. But yeah, I think the meat bones of this is Abaddon showing up. It's like, if we get, if we slot out Nyla into the role with Athena slotting in Abaddon in what could have been Nyla's role as the, in the, the TV women's TV championship tournament, I think is awesome. Abaddon is a menacing presence and getting established back on TV before coming over here to ROH I think is really cool I'm excited about this field of this tournament and adding Abaddon I think upset even more
1: agreed agreed and it's nice to also see I think we were hoping ROH was going to be used for people that maybe don't have a ton of consistency on the main roster so it's nice to see some of that carrying it over because yeah. Nyla is a champion man where and yeah. she was just kind of nowhere to be found for a while so very happy to see this very happy to see this Mm -hmm. we have another four pack that was a whole bunch of fun i will never learn the lesson that slim J is like really good uh versus gravity and blake christian who gets the win and jack cartwheel who has some of the most fun innovative offense that you can put in any match putting them in a four pack like this wow he showed out he was doing some really cool stuff that you've just never seen before because he's just throwing cartwheels into his offense mm-hmm. insane it's a whole bunch of fun but he's not like a cartwheel gimmick guy either like everything he does with those creative um gymnastic transitions is a blast um and they it, it's efficient and it all makes sense it's all getting from point a to point b i love it i love it it's showy, but not for the sake of being showy. It just looks cool, but it all is pretty fundamentally sound. Uh, you have Blake Christian winning here, though, catching Slim Jay with a nasty dropkick before locking in the Texas Clover Relief. This was a lot of fun, and much like the women's one, I felt like everybody got to show out in this. You had Slim Jay cutting off that reverse DDT on the apron, um, Christian breaking the submission, and Hitting the Fosbury flop that we get to see now, like on a consistent basis, which was fun. Into a reverse DDT on uh, Jack Hartwheel. There were a lot of spots where everybody looked good. I'm still not like the most sold on gravity, but nothing offensive here or anything. It's just like when you have these three guys going absolutely wild. He kind of just looked uh, like a little bit of an outsider in this at, at points, but. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Both four-packs tonight showing up in a really big way. Uh, what did you think?
2: Yeah, this this four-pack I thought was really fun. As Meet Normus is saying in this uh, the chat, it was some spot food all around. These guys are known for spot food. It's not lost on me that Blake Christian won this mac- match. Blake Christian is the GCW world champion. Like, if this was 1998, like the ECW world champion defending his belt on WCW would have been like, what are you guys even talking about how that happens? But th- this like happens like just on like a consistent basis that the champion of a big brand is winning matches in another brand and they're not even really oh, okay. talking about him being the champion in the other brand. Uh, it's just interesting stuff to really think about. Uh, all the guys look great. I like that they're putting an emphasis on Jack Cartwheel like, he, um, coming to California, there was a couple of people that I expected to have, get some extra work and kind of get a run in AEW. And I knew when Jack Cartwell came that with his moveset and the way that he does the slow motion, uh, leg sweeps and the ridiculous, the dives and the, 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 the all, everything that he does. I knew that he was going to instantly get over the crowd. And today it is exactly showing, you know. Doing cartwheels into random moves, just flipping everywhere, flipping and spinning all over the place. It's like, oh yeah, I think they got something with this person. Gravity being lost in a spot food match. It's like, dude, what kind of a luchador are you, dude? This is supposed to be like (laughs) this is like bread bread and butter. Like, I don't think like first day of lucha classes, what they're doing in here. What the hell are you doing? Why are you lost? It's so like lucha class. I picture him showing
1: up with like his backpack, like walking in.
2: There's people flying, somebody's jumping off. of the, It's just like all this going on. And he just, I don't know. It's like there's some kind of disconnect. And with the level of luchadors that AEW possesses, we shouldn't be a, seeing a not up to par luchador. I don't know if it's gravity's fault. I don't know whose fault it is, but it's just unfortunate.
1: And I believe, speaking of incredible luchadors that are on the free agency market, I believe Black Taurus is now... A free agent, so there might be even more coming in. And i to like, anybody back there, you
2: putting gravity on over Black Taurus, I'll fight somebody.
1: Mm, yeah, it's gonna be tough. And you've got some people coming back from injury as well that are gonna be filling out the rest of LFI. And when your
2: brother's dude, you better get it all in because when your brother comes, you're out of here. Yeah,
1: Sorry, it's, gonna gravity. it's gonna be tough. <laughs> We are coming down the home stretch, guys. Please leave a thumbs up if you would be so kind on this video. And if there's anything else you want to talk about, get in those super chats and we will bring them up. But this was probably the most what of the night. Christopher Daniels beating Lee Johnson for some reason. Johnson hitting a great blue thunder bomb. And they trade strikes. And then Daniels hits flapjack and the Angels wins. All right. (laughs) is this a feud why is christopher daniels going over here i am very confused by that uh i love christopher daniels just doesn't seem like he's the one that really needs that win (laughs) he's not the one that needs the rub from lee johnson reg make it make sense can you
2: Kate, we every single time we've seen christopher daniels on this show they've told us this doesn't happen. So, why, when we're building to this television title thing, having these people over here, we're trying to get contenders and all this. Why is Christopher Daniels beating Lee Johnson, the guy that's been improving with every match, one that you told us is up and coming? What in the hell is going on here? I haven't been confused, like straight up confused, on a Ring of Honor uh, result in a while. This one genuinely had me scratching my head. It's crazy. I can't even believe, I like, I don't, I'm still like, well, what was that for? I'm like, are they trying to establish? Nope, that doesn't make sense. Are they trying to get some adversity to Lee Johnson? That also doesn't really make sense. It's time to be building up Lee Johnson. I don't understand what's going on here. Very confusing results still. I'd like to know why.
1: Yeah, I would like to know why as well, because it doesn't feel like they're starting a program. This Mm -hmm. was very, 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 very odd. Um, But a decent enough match. It was just, to your point, on this entire show and for the first time in like six weeks, the biggest head scratcher of like, what is happening? This This feels like how every match felt three months ago, where we were just like, what on earth is happening on the show? (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Hasn't been too much inconsistency, but this one's like, what
1: maybe that's why maybe they're like listen this is what it used to be okay Mm -hmm. be thankful
2: (laughs) okay no i see what's going on all right
1: you want to go on get to go complain about it on the internet let me remind you people it worked because i'm
2: very confused great great ploy
1: scratching my head over here but Mm. i'll tell you what was a lot of fun was this two out of three falls main event that we got between Shane Taylor promotions and the infantry. And what I loved about this was Reg was they talked some really good shit before this match. Yeah. And then the match was super fun. You had Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty backstage with Lexi, who informs them that the match against the infantry is two out of three falls. And Shane Taylor says he would like to lead his team into battle and leave the infantry laid out like he had twice before shane taylor a great shit talker man Mm -hmm. just so believable so menacing but not like in a bravado way he just talks the shit and gets out of there and i love it and the infantry kind of went off i loved this from carly bravo i loved seeing all this fire he talks about the last time that they had lost it wasn't exactly them getting pinned here right that was like a multi-man cluster um He's got a lot to say in this, and I i loved it. And they said that they're going to get their shot back on Shane Taylor promotions tonight. Spoiler alert, they do not in this two and <laughs> three falls match, which was a lot of fun. It felt like a main event. Another thing that we have consistently criticized is made events not feeling like made events when there'll be title defenses earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. There have been some changes in production. Maybe those new production people listen to Kate and Reg every Thursday. Or they just said main event should feel important. Uh, but <laughs> here were your falls. You had Shane Taylor uh, bringing Carly Bravo just back into the ring and just dropping him with a punch for the first fall. Like Shane Taylor wheelhouse mm. it was like putting on an old sweater, Reg. It felt yep. like just ah, oh, it just like I had my little cup of tea and I was just like all cozy in the Shane Taylor just punching people. Feels like a tale as old as time. And then you have the infantry getting Lee Moriarty isolated in the corner, hitting a pair of splashes to score that second fall. Really, really nice stuff. And finally, you have the infantry going for the boot camp on Shane Taylor, but Moriarty breaking up the pin. You have Taylor catching a charge from Gene with a really nice Yaronagi, and Moriarty hitting a a Yakuza kick, which I can say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) lifting flatliner. To score the third fall and two out of three falls right there not a ton of math otherwise i would be bad at criticizing wrestling so yep. i will take it really really fun match um the infantry much like their female stablemate, would like to see them get some meaningful wins as well would like to see them win a contendership but i also want that for shane taylor promotions right so yeah. Um, this is a little trickier, especially when your tag titles are an AEW prop. Once again, this is a story that could have just been running with the AEW titles, not doing a ton with Ricky and, and big bill at the moment. Um, just bogging them down with Chris Jericho feuds, the story of Ricky Starks, career here. Um, but this match was a bunch of fun. I'm glad that it feels like the infantry is still being made to feel important. I'm sure the Mm -hmm. wins will come to back that up at some point soon, but I loved that. They got some real promo time and they, this is what I love about Eddie Kingston. He talks a ton of shit to the point where it makes you want to see him fight someone. And then he goes and fights them. That's what we got tonight. Talked a lot of shit. And I wanted to see these teams fight. Then they went and fought. It's pro wrestling, baby. That's all I want. This is all I want out of pro wrestling. Uh, your thoughts on these promos, and then also the the final match of the night here.
2: Yes, yeah, simple formula. It's kind of something they follow over on uh, Collision. It's like built it up with a little promo at the beginning of the show. Oh, these people want to fight each other. I can't wait to see them fight at the end of the show. And then you have a banging main event at the end of these two people or of these four people fighting. I thought both promos are really strong. Uh, Lee Moriarty's getting very comfortable. Shane Taylor is already an exceptional. A promo guy really can sell a match no matter what i thought carly and and the captain looked really good they looked extra confident coming into the new year new type of style everything's looking good over there i kind of thought that they should have got the win here i thought we were being set up for the infantry to uh to be the kind of next up but then also when when shane taylor promotions when i'm like well they kind of need the win too it's like uh, either way it's like i think a big win because both of these teams are being established as something uh, going into the future, whether it be Shane Taylor Promotions getting new members and going for the six-man championships, the infantry going for the ROH Tag Team Championships. I think it was like a a good way to establish both teams, but I could have probably went with the other outcome.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I don't think there was a wrong decision in that. No. But I think it might have been a really good spot for the infantry to be showcased. I'm glad that there seems to be a tag division that has stakes in it, though, that is refreshing. Hey, meet Norma sent in some Humper Chats by accident, so I asked him to send in what those Humper Chats were in our regular chat, saying, I'm 100% here for Dalton's Spiral. I can relate to (laughs) pulling random snacks out of my clothes. (laughs) Five out of five cheese sandwiches, Dalton man, just... It feels like they were All like, time. it's not your time for the title. And he was like, I'm still going to be everyone's favorite thing on the show, and here's how. Like, just every single time. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then Meet Norma's also saying, they need to do more with the Iron Savages. I like to sip sauce and live fast, but Adversity City. Geez, Louise still put the six-man titles on them. Well, let's kind mm. of close out um, the show with a little bit of a title check-in, because We only have one title defense tonight. We only have one title appearing on the show tonight properly, but we have a TV title that there is a tournament for. So that almost feels like that new title is around in a sense. Right. Um, And I have confidence that Eddie is going to be an ROH because he's a triple crown champion. So there's Mm -hmm. like at least a justified reason because he's got other stuff going on. Right. Um, But let's talk about these tag and six man belts. I had tweeted that. If you're not going to have your six-man belts around, at least give me Brian Cage versus Big Dude Tito, okay? They were one-in-one in multi-man competition. If you're not going to have a proper blow-off between TMZK and them, at least get let's get the meat match going. Let's get Tito versus Brian Cage. Because they also both move like cruiserweights sometimes, but they're right. also big-ass dudes. Give me that. But more importantly, like what is going on with the mogul embassy? Cause they're not like so much a unit behind swerve anymore. It just feels like we have Nana um, and swerve coming out for the most part in AEW. Brian Cage was like, people were loving him and big bill. And then he got thrown back in the mogul embassy. This guy has never found like a proper footing. He's not really doing a ton on AEW. So I thought he'd at least be our ROH defending titles. What is going on with this group and where are our six man ROH titles, Reg?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It feels like swerve. I don't want to say he's outgrowing the group, but there's going to be I a do. time. There's going to be a time where they're not needed for what's going on over here. And that's not nothing against these guys. Cause I think they have improved tremendously and they look great they They look great behind them, but his character is not going to call for that. Um, hopefully on collision they give up these belts to the righteous just because i think that'll add a different element to it most of the time we've been on honor club we've had the mogul embassy as the six-man champs maybe it's just time to switch it up because it's that's that's just established what these championships are and represent they're so good though that like as soon as they get in there and start bruising, beating people up, it's like, okay, I kind of don't mind it, but it's just not often enough to justify what's going on there. The tag team championships, it felt like they were talking in the show, like things were going to get better, like people are having had a, a, a an interest in challenging the kingdom, but we didn't see the kingdom, like we didn't see, there wasn't any reason for me to believe that they're going to be on there next week, like, Please just put these tag team champions on TV. I told you to make the kingdom the championship champions, and you did. Now I just want to see them over here on the show.
1: That's exactly it. And at least give us one of our multi-man championships, preferably both. Yeah. Um, Chris, I'm sorry I missed your chat. If you send it in via Humper Chat, uh, we don't have access to those tonight, but I can just go ahead and read it. Thank you for pinch hitting on the moderation front or <laughs> mm-hmm. Saying, I don't know when or where, but I need a Dalton Castle, our truth interaction. It would be gold. Mm. Um, I think someone said it in the chat last week, and Alex Filowski and I have been saying it for weeks. Dalton Castle, Tony Storm has to happen. Yeah. Like, has to happen. Alex took it a a step further and said he should be um, her Liberace like um ah. there's there's just a really 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 funny like maybe when she loses a piano
2: that's yeah.
1: when she loses and can't come out of her room unless dalton summons her on the piano or something like there mm. there is some piece of gold there like dalton and the boys and the peacock feathers and like even just tony and the boys like that idea like, i can't i can't let it go it's in my head mm-hmm. um but man I, i'm i'm with you like it's it's very fun to have such i i like that aw seems to have pivoted toward a more sports-based presentation it makes things like dan Housen and tony storm and whatever pop more right because they're contrasted against something very serious and i just think that's a very fun combination when those things stand out mm-hmm. ricardo the snowman saying just a little sack of money for my two lovely people well thank you
2: appreciate that ricardo
1: Here's white girl heart hands right back at you. What up? <laughs> <laughs> well, some good stuff happening in ROH. It's much more palatable to have less championships around when you do have stakes and stuff and you do mm-hmm. have programs building. I will say that I would like to have more titles back on the show, but it's it's a much easier watch, especially at a two hour watch, because everything is still feeling really meaningful. And that turn has been really, really helpful. And we're also seeing it sustained out of the pay per view. They were like ramping up to pay per views and then just falling right back off. This feels really good. I'm excited to hopefully see like Ethan Page back next week and a couple of our other regulars, but yeah. really, really good stuff. Um, anything else, Red? Anything that you're excited about seeing unfold? I'm on our, our pure title back because I like pure magic. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been stuck in a tag team division. That's pretty much it. It's like I want tag titles in Ring of Honor and I want tag titles in AEW. So it's like just get back to it. Like those are such important elements to both of these brands that I think we got to get to it. We had some developments over on AEW with the Bucks being back. So that, that helps me out some. But we just need to get it going over here in Ring of Honor too. Um, I think the women's divisions on both brands are shining brighter than most divisions uh, in other places. So that's a good thing. I think that all the women have been excelling so much and establishing that they need to be featured. They need more time and they need these things. I think that's a a really good sign for 2024. And we're just getting started, Kate.
0: There's a bunch of
2: things on the back end that are going to happen. There's a bunch of stuff that's going to still be happening. It's very exciting
1: it is very exciting and there is one big free agent still left out there wendy richter could be coming yep. in at any point in time watch your back ladies Thank god wendy richter versus athena wendy Richter mm-hmm. versus tony Starr. so many dream matches for wendy yep. richter sitting here in roh but good stuff today looking forward to what we've got next week but red what else do you have going on these days
2: uh, you know, you can catch me every Saturday with Philip Lindsay. We're talking about City, It's the best podcast you can ever hear in your whole life. Every Saturday, three hours. Really fun stuff.
1: Who does uh, 400 a year. Just <laughs> be like, ours is the best. I can't even disagree with it.
2: Boom. Uh, also, I'm on every Wednesday with Mike on Indeed. We've had a really fun conversation, but a fun couple of conversations. We got some really dope stuff coming along. You guys should check us out. And then every Wednesday, I'm also on with no, Kate is on Thursdays. Denise <laughs> is on Wednesday nights. Shout out to my friend Denise, California Connection, on the uh, AEW Dynamite Post Show. Every Thursday, I'm here with Kate on the ROH Post Show and Ask Gravity's every other Thursday. And some other really cool things are just happening uh, consistently throughout the year. So just stay tuned. That's it.
1: Stay tuned. Reg's calendar is filling up every week. You love to see it. Me, of course, you can catch me at Miss Kate Fabe on my own YouTube channel. I'm going to try and get that Battle of the Valley watch along in. I've had a lot of fun doing those because New Japan Strong is just like such an easy, fun brand. There's no tribalistic bullshit around it. People tune in mm-hmm. just because it's a fun watch. There's, it's a really stacked card. So join me there. You can also find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and TikTok. Kate's on Instagram. Fightful Select every Monday. Fightful main channel Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday doing NXT, ROH, and SmackDown. And of course, wednesdays at the mark order podcast this sunday i'm back on commentary at excite wrestling as well so twitch.tv slash excite wrestling with an x like wrestling society x we go wild we don't go that wild (laughs) Uh, but you can check me out there don't forget to subscribe to Fightful select for all of your anytime mercedes breeze man we're on it and a lot more happening over there have a safe and wonderful rest of your wrestling week we'll talk to you soon